0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. This week, Colin, you're talking about the gospel, the gospel message. Now, I guess there are many in our society who have never heard this message. You started to explain the relevance of the cross yesterday. You're going to take that further. But in a society that has never heard the gospel message, are there some hints you can give as to how we should go about talking about it? Well, yes. I mean, we. <clears throat> what I was saying yesterday, really, because uh, there is no good news without people understanding the bad news. But I think we'll see by the end of the week that the way in which to actually um, attract non-believers is to show what God is offering. Um, they, they need to appreciate the bad news, but then nobody is going to turn to God with repentance and faith unless they have some incentive, unless they can see the advantage of doing that. And especially in our Western society, people are so used to having look after themselves and to make their own way in life that to suddenly come to the realization that first of all there is a God and they need to depend upon God and that actually they're unacceptable without faith in God, that is a big leap in people's mentalities. Of course a very interesting thing is happening in society today with the whole breakdown of the banking and financial system because people's security is being taken away. So I believe that uh, doing this week of programs on the gospel is very timely because uh, if people's security is being taken away, this is a wonderful opportunity for the gospel to be given to people who suddenly are feeling very fragile, very vulnerable, and wonder what has happened to the foundation of their lives. What What is your advice say for telling people in the most tactful way that actually everybody has sinned? This can actually cause quite a lot of affront to the person who feels actually they're quite a good person. Well, that's, I don't believe that's the way to start, you see. This is why we need to get to the cross first and to see what is made possible by the cross. And then we can put that incentive before people. Uh, and then they, can under, then they will come to understand, you see, that they need God. Um, the, the point is this. You and I are incapable of causing anybody to be convicted of sin. That has to be the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has to work in a person even before they're saved to show them their need of God. So uh, I think these questions we need to come to later in the week when we've actually seen what God has accomplished on the cross and what is available because of that. So I, I just started to open up this subject of the cross yesterday when we, uh, we saw that Jesus died the death of a convicted criminal. He didn't just die for us. Um, a roman soldier didn't run his sword through him and kill him he had to stand before a court and be condemned and and um, to be condemned as guilty even though he was innocent he had to die the painful death of a condemned criminal because that is how god regards all of us because we have all sinned. Jesus was dying the death that we deserved. Now, if we look at scripture, he was accomplishing a great deal on that death. Now, I'm going to focus just on one thing today, and that is the forgiveness of our sins, because that is absolutely crucial if we're going to experience salvation. And I find that there are a lot of born-again Christians who really don't understand fully what it means to be forgiven. So, what did Jesus do? First of all, he was God who became man. And the scripture says he shared our weakness. He, he was a weak human being, even though he had a divine nature. And he was tempted in every way, just as we are yet he never sinned. Now, that is the difference between Jesus and everybody else who's ever lived on planet Earth. It's very important because, as the scripture says, if a sinner dies for a sinner, that can't bring salvation, that can't bring forgiveness, that can't bring acceptance by God. But if a righteous man, if a sinless man, if a a perfect man dies on behalf of the unrighteous, the imperfect sinners, then salvation becomes possible. Then it becomes possible, in other words, for the sins of those who believe in that man Uh, to be forgiven so the scripture teaches us that when jesus went to the cross he took all our sin upon himself Uh, as christians we are very familiar with chapter 53 of of isaiah where we read in uh, verse four surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows Now, amazingly, those words were written about 700 years before the crucifixion. And God, of course, can see the end from the beginning. He knew exactly what was going to happen on the cross and why he was sending his son to die on the cross. And those verses that I've just read are such a wonderful explanation of what Jesus effected. When he went to the cross, he went because... God, his father, deliberately sent him to the cross. Yes, he had to stand before the Jewish Sanhedrin, the Jewish council, stand before Pilate and be condemned by both groups. But this was the will of his father. He was, as we just read, stricken by God. He was making his son the sacrificial lamb. Remember, right at the beginning of his ministry, John the Baptist said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That was a prophetic statement right at the outset of Jesus' ministry. Uh, The Jewish people, of course, were well aware of the whole ritual of sacrifice, but here was a sacrifice not of a lamb or a goat, but here was the sacrifice that God himself provided. It was actually a human sacrifice, the only human sacrifice God has ever wanted. And it was the sacrifice of his own son so that the whole of mankind would, it would be possible for them to actually be forgiven and restored to unity of relationship and fellowship with God. So Jesus took, lived this innocent life, was condemned as being guilty, and in the process, took all our sin, all our iniquity, all our transgression. Transgression is when we go against the will of God. Iniquity is all the sin that comes out of our hearts and out of our sinful hearts. He took all that sin upon himself. Now, perhaps with our reason, it's difficult to understand how somebody dying 2,000 years ago could actually take our sin. But this was a, a sort of a, 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 an eternal event in history that what was happening at the crucifixion was going to have eternal consequences. It was going to uh, have consequences for every successive generation of mankind and consequences for their eternity after this life. So it, it, it is the most important event that has ever happened in, in the whole history of mankind. And all the this, all this sin Of mankind was laid upon Jesus. Um, All the sicknesses and all the infirmities were also laid upon him. So as we see him hanging on the cross, uh, we see the pain, we see the suffering, we see actually the consequences of sin, we see God's judgment upon sin, this terrible, terrible agony. Now, none of us want that for all eternity. And that's what salvation is. It's saving us from eternal agony, eternal separation from God. It's from, literally, from hell. And it's opening up heaven for us so that we can become part of God's kingdom of heaven. Now, it's not very popular to believe in hell today, but it was a reality for Jesus. And let me tell you, Jesus experienced hell when he hung on that cross. He experienced what we would have known eternally if it wasn't for his love, if it wasn't for his mercy, if it wasn't for his grace that took him to the cross. So God doesn't actually want us to focus on the suffering Uh, that accomplishes nothing. There's a kind of spirituality that's always, uh, always focusing on the suffering. But I don't believe for a moment God wants us to do that because he has borne the suffering that we might be set free. So he wants us to focus on what that suffering has accomplished, how we can live totally free from guilt Totally free from any sense of sin, how we can live with the power of sin broken in our lives so we don't have to be manipulated by sin and by sinful desires. How can we be sure that we're forgiven? Well, that is what I'm going to talk about tomorrow because uh, there's no time to talk about it today. But you see, this is the most important question. And this is why we're doing this week of programs because although many Christians know about the cross, they still don't live as if they are forgiven. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.